fabulous Deborah Allen joining us, who's going to be performing at the ninth Annual Josie Music Awards at the Opry House on October 22nd. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her incredible career. So stay tuned into the whole show. You will not want to miss a second. So let's go. Let's do it, Deborah Allen. Hey, Josie. It's so great to be here on your show. I'm so excited and really looking forward to the Josie Award Show. Us too. I'm so excited to see you perform October 22nd, everybody. Woo woo! <laughs> yeah, at the Opry House. That yeah. is so special. Yes, it's going to be so special. I'm so excited to have you there, along with everybody else. I mean, the moment we announced you were going to be performing, I've been getting tons of messages <laughs> like, we love Deborah Ellen. Um, oh, and, that is so great to hear. And, yeah. you know, I've had some people reach out to me personally, too, and mm-hmm. it's just really uh, made my heart smile to know that everybody's so excited for me to be there because that is one of my favorite places on the planet to be. And I know you held it there last year, and it went so great that you wanted to go back there again this year and so I just think it's just you've hit the sweet spot. We did. It's funny because the Opry House, it has one of those vibes, those homey vibes that you go once and you just have to keep coming back. You know? I know and there's so much history there. You can feel the spirit of music and the legends all around you when you're in there and and the, the spirit of your award show encompasses so many different styles of music and people from all over the world, you know. So I I just think that is just a great coming together place for this to happen. Absolutely. I agree. And, of course, we'll be celebrating the 40th anniversary of Baby I Lied at the JMAs. It actually, which is really cool because it was released September of 1983. So we'll be a little belated, but it's okay. Which is so wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, it was released in September and uh, actually filtered on, on over into uh, 1984 as well, and yeah. thank the promotion team, they called it the record that wouldn't go away, and I said, well, you know, that's all right with me. Yes, there's no problem with that. It's such a great song, it really is, and I feel like generations are loving Baby I Lied, just different generations. Did you think it would make such an impact as it has? Well, I I did love the song, you know, I've written a lot of songs, and but when when that one came together, it just felt like it was very, very special, and I really felt like it could open some doors for me. That's what I felt. I didn't know how long of an impact it would be, and it would still be in gold rotation to the way it is today, mm-hmm. but I really did feel like it could open some doors for me, and I'm so thankful it did. Chelsea, it, that song has taken me 
literally around the world and just given me a beautiful life with so many experiences. Otherwise, I don't know that I would have had. Right? Isn't it so wacky how just one one song can really take you all over the place and people, you know, know your name, know the song. It's just incredible what music can do and how it can reach, you know? It really is. It's so, it, it, it always amazes me. And we have to talk about the latest. Can you share with my listeners what they might find on this album for those who have not heard The Art of Dreaming? Oh, okay. Well, thank you for bringing that up because yeah. I am very excited about the album. It's called The Art of Dreaming, and it's The Art of Dreaming is Believing, which has actually been a philosophy of mine for a long time. Yeah. And and I just feel like, you know, when God plants a seed in your heart of uh, something that you're drawn towards or a calling or, you know, something you really feel compelled to do, that is, that's no that's no accident. Right. And so, and and that that deserves a lot of you know I like to say you gotta water those things, nurture those things, and that belief is what's carried me through anyway. I, you know, this you probably know this too. Our business that we are in, it's uh, it can be a bit of a roller coaster, and there's no guarantees. Really, there's no guarantees in life in any respect, but especially our business, it's it's a very different business. So. And when your belief is strong, whatever comes at you, you can make it through. And, and as long as you don't give up and you keep on believing and you keep, uh, you know, working on your dreams and your goals, you know, I, I feel like they're going to come to fruition. So I, I felt like after, you know, what we all went through from starting in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, that this was a great time for me to pull that song out because I have had it for a while, but I always knew it would be an album title. I just didn't know when, and this just felt like the right time. So that that's the title track. But inside that album, mm-hmm. it uh, there's a very, there's quite a big variety of uh, music. There's some uh, country. There's uh, there's some R and B. There's some big ballads, and there's some sassy up tempo things. You know, it's still got all the the spectrum of a lot of the styles of music that I like. And, and enjoy and I and that's another thing too you know I do have a very spiritual side to me because I just think that's what brings us all together too but I really think we're all put here to have a great time and there, there's so many different sides of when you're a creative person like all the people that are going to be coming to your award show and that we're going to get to hear perform it's going to be so amazing but you know the one thing that we all have in common is that we want to to bring feelings and emotions out of people, and and it's not a one-dimensional kind of thing. So you know, I just I, that's what I love about it. So that's kind of what to expect on this album. There's, a, you know, I I wrote or co-wrote all of the songs on there, and with some amazing writers, and and it's on Audium, BFD Nashville Records, and. If anybody's listening that would like to get it, you can just, if you want a copy from me with, uh, for me to personalize it to you, I'll just go to DebraAllen.com because that's, that's what I love to do. I love to sign my CDs personally for everybody. Yes, there's something so special about having like a physical CD and, and then getting it personalized. It's so special. So DebraAllen.com. Yes, go to the website first and foremost. And there is a song off of this album, All or Nothing at All, that has a music video out for it that actually premiered on Heartland. What was it like filming this video? Oh, this I'm so glad you brought that up too. Yeah. Yeah, that that is 
love of this album, mm -hmm. and we're actually getting ready to do another a couple of videos, but uh, I really love this song because it's one of those dynamic ba ballads that I do enjoy singing, but it was so much fun to record it, uh, to re to uh, videotape this song because, first of all, my good friend, Ray Stevens, who is an icon in the music business, he said, well, you just got to come over here and shoot part of this video in my recording studio. I don't, are you kidding? He said, no, I want you to do that. So that was a real privilege to get to do, thanks to Ray. And then, Josie, you'll think this is hilarious. It really is, but it also also kind of shows you how unpredictable and how fun life can be. I was uh, driving down Highway 96 here in Franklin, which is where I live, and I was talking with my husband, Raymond Hicks, on the speakerphone, you know, in my car, and we were just talking away, and I glanced over to my left, and I said, oh, my gosh, Raymond, I have just seen the most beautiful car I have ever seen in my life. He goes, what kind is it? I said, it's a Cadillac, a black Cadillac. He goes, what year is it? And I go, I don't know. And this was, this was in June. It was in the summertime. So I pulled up beside this guy. We were, like, taking up the whole highway. I, said, was, you know, I pulled up beside him, and he had his window down. And I said, I love your car. And he goes, thank you. And I said, how much is it? And he goes, uh, it's, uh, it's a hundred thousand dollars. And I went, oh my gosh, well, it looks like it's worth every penny of it. What, what year is it? He goes, it's a 1959. I said, oh my gosh, I love that car. I want to put it in, I said, I'm, I might not buy it, but I do want to put it in my next video. And he goes, okay. Well, then he called polite and he just drove off. So I was like, I pull up beside him again. I go, well, wait a minute. I'm serious. Uh, how can we stay in touch? And he goes, pull over this neighborhood up here to the right. So, I mean, it's like literally I was driving down the road, saw a car I loved, and, and pulled over, made a new friend, and he just happens to be like uh, the – I think he's the president of the Antique Car Association or something wow. like that. And he was – I said, well, what should we do? I really love your car. And he goes, well, just tell me where, you know, where to be, and we hit it off. Actually – his name is Chris Woodford, and he owned the original Batmobile. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so, it, you know, I just find a lot. I get a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun in life. and So that's kind of a showpiece for me. I mean, cause I grew up in a car family. My parents were actually uh, automobile upholsters. My mother's a designer. She's just got that flair. And then my daddy... Um, he was a young entrepreneur, you know, he, although he only had an eighth grade education, he and my mother together built a great automobile upholstery business in Memphis. In fact, they wound up designing and upholstering the interior of Elvis's first bus. And oh, wow. I know. And when oh. I was a little bitty kid, I wound up camping out in it. So. <laughs> So cool. I, I like to joke and say, yeah, I slept in Elvis's bed. <laughs> so me one there, but still it counts. It still counts. Yeah, but so going back to the cars, I mean, I've always loved cars, and I've always loved old cars. My my parents, uh, they refurbished, you know, some old Thunderbirds and even had a teen model and an A model. So when I saw that car, my, I just got so enamored with it, and 
you know, not only got to have the car in the video, but I made a great new friend. So that was cool. That's a win-win for sure. That's so funny how you can meet people. <laughs> Just, you know, have that connection like cars. You know, it's that is so cool. And and the car was featured in your music video. So that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was. And also uh, was super uh, generous to me also. Cause I do a lot of shows there. I do uh, – each year I do at least one show a year at the Franklin Theater and sometimes a couple when I do my Christmas show. But uh, the Franklin Theater said, well, hey, we're, you know, we're going to put your name on the marquee and you come on by because you're going to be doing a show next month anyway. And I said, well, let's do it. So, you know, everybody just kind of pitched in and made this the most fun video. And um, my friend Mark Nicolosi, who uh, did a lot of the editing on a a lot of the Dwight Yoakam uh, videos, yeah. worked, worked with Tim McGraw. We're old friends, and actually, uh, he, and he, he directed that for me and edited it for me. And so it was just like a great friends coming together, being creative and having fun. And that's why I'm so excited about uh, getting ready to do it again. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. See, I'm a very visual person. I love music videos. So now that you told me that more are coming, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. I just think, you know, the thing about it is, Chelsea, I really, uh, you know, I really am excited about this album. And the hardest thing for me is to settle down and pick which one I want to do next, you know. Right. I think I want to do, I've kind of got it narrowed down to two that I want to do next. One is another, this is a real sultry um, kind of a, I wouldn't say sultry, but I would say sen- sensual yeah. type uh, southern ballad. It's called Shameless Love, and then and there's another funny one called Lion Lips. It's kind of fun. So I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's got kind of a tempo. So it'll probably be. I'll probably do one of those, and then I'll do the. I'll do them both, but I don't know which one will come first. Oh, I can't wait. I love that you have a great mix of of ballads. You have you know those upbeat, fun songs, and then of course just you know you have such a love for different genres as well. So you put that in your music you know, that love. So I think that is just the coolest thing about you is that you have a great collect mix of, of different songs for different people. You know what I mean? That everybody can really enjoy. Yeah. So. I, I, thank you for saying that. I like to think so because, you know, we grew up in that age where we could, uh, with a touch of a button, listen to any kind of music we want, wanted to, you know, and it's just almost impossible not to be influenced by that. Of course, my, my base, um, my base is my songwriting, and I learned my songwriting from some of the greatest songwriters in the entire world right here in Nashville. My songwriting mentor was uh, Shel Silverstein, mm-hmm. who wrote a lot of children's books, but he also wrote uh, A Boy Named Sue and, you know, just all kinds of great songs. There's so many I Right now, I swear it's like overload trying to think of what all he did do. But oh, uh, yes, see, let's see, wait a minute. Oh, Sylvia's mother. Yeah, Sylvia's mother for Doctor Hook and so many. Oh gosh, yes, that is definitely a good writing hero, <laughs> someone to to look up to for sure. Um, and you know, you you are a great yourself, a great writer, and a great, like I said, a great singer, entertainer all around. And I'm so excited to hear about the new music coming. And for those who want to keep in touch with what you have going on, they can of course check the website DebraAllen.com. But also, you're on social networking sites as well. You're on Facebook, right? Oh yeah, I'm on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, uh, Twitter, of course, and uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, in fact, you can get to all of those 
from my website and also, of course, YouTube. I love to, you know, have people there too. Perfect, perfect. You're all over. When in doubt, <laughs> Google it out or just go to the website. You'll find her. Yes, yeah, put it out, do it all. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I do want to mention something very neat, um, which which I love because it's like, you know, the best of both worlds because, you know, JMA Award winner Lee Newton, she had, she has a gospel album, Crossroads, and you worked with her on that as well. You did a song with her. I certainly did. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing. I have a very big open heart, and I just had started noticing that uh, I was going to leave. She is very talented, and she is a beautiful person inside and out. And then I have a friend who's become a fan who lives in Dothan, Alabama, and he he sent me a picture of him with her. And I said, oh, that's, you know, he goes, here I am with Lee Newton. I said, yeah, I've been noticing her. She's super talented. And then out of the blue, she calls me up, and I don't know what possessed her to do it, but she called me up and asked me if I would like to do a duet with her on uh, a gospel album, and my heart just said, yeah, I did. <laughs> I love that. And, and, I, and I love the song that we did. We did a song called In the Garden, but she also uh, wound up having some other great artists on there, uh, Rhonda Vincent, the Oak Ridge Boys, and just a ton of great people, T. Graham Brown, and you know, so I didn't know, to be honest with you, I didn't know that all my friends were going to be on there as well until after I said yes and got involved. And I thought, wow, that's so cool. That worked out great. Yeah. It, it, and the song that y'all did together is so beautiful. It really is. And Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And for those who want to, of course, keep up with all of the music that you have going on, you're on all of the great platforms. You know, there's Spotify, the Amazon. There's all over. You're all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they can go through all of your music. And you have a lot of music. You have a huge collection. You really do. It's amazing. Yeah, I do. I I'm telling you, it is a, it's, it's a great thing, but when you try to narrow it down to what you want to do, it's about a little baddie. It's like, good Lord, what, what am I doing here? But, you know, um, eventually I get it together. Okay, absolutely. I mean, it must be difficult, like, when you decide to put out an album or something, you have so many songs that are probably, you know, not released, but, you know, and then some are, that it must be complicated to pick and choose what goes on an album. That's hard. That's the thing that we ran into with this album that we have out right now, because, uh, you know, as we neared the finish line on, uh, you know, bringing it together, I kept having these being pulled towards some songs that probably will wind up, well, most definitely will wind up on some future albums. But yeah. uh, but Chuck Rhodes, uh, my record label head, he said, hey, I said, maybe we should do a double album, Chuck. He goes, well, let's just do one album. I said, okay. I said, maybe we should put 16 songs on there. He goes, well, let's not just blow it all out at once. This isn't the last album you're ever going to do. And I go, all right, I'll go with that. So it's, we got 12 out, but we've got 12 songs on the album. And I do love each one of the songs. Uh, Al Anderson is an incredible writer. He he and I wrote a couple of the songs on there. And, uh, you know, for any of you rock and rollers out there, I'm sure you probably know that Big Al Anderson was the lead guitar player in NRBQ. And uh, then he, you know, later he moved on to Nashville and became, you know, very a great writer here in Nashville and one songwriter of the year, one year at BMI. So he's a buddy of mine that's on there. And Gary Nicholson is one of my co-writers. And Mike 
Louder Milk is another. And, you know, it's just full of great talents that I've collaborated with through the years, you know. And it's it's just that, again, to me, music, that's the beauty of music is it brings people together. I mean, I love to write by myself, and I, and I always try to make time to do that. But there's something really special when you have a, a connection and a, you know, good chemistry with somebody and you create something together. It it just forges a friendship that lasts forever. It's so special. It really is. And um, I love it. I love it so much. And a fun fact moment for those who may not know, which I think is really cool, speaking of incredible talent, right? Um, you, i seen that International Icon Prince actually wrote and produced one of your songs. You were like the only country artist that he ever did that for. Is that correct? Tell us about that. It is true. He, um, well, I was at one point in my career. Well, you know, Baby Out Loud was a pop record that crossed backwards into the country charts, and and it was on the AC charts too. So it was a multi. You know, was a covered a lot of genres, and it was right at the time. You know, uh, Juice Newton was having crossover records, and a lot of people were crossing over from country into pop. So at at one point, uh, my deal got switched officially to the pop charts and um it it i won't go into all the details on how it happened but no. it sort of just happened I, I i just said i went along for the ride and the challenge you know i thought well if this is the direction things are going i'll i'll go for it so i found myself out in california at sunset sound recording out there and just so happened that prince was recording right in the next studio it's like a compound and it has a basketball court yeah. and so when i would um occasionally i would see prince when i would go out of my studio over to the office area i'd cross the basketball court and he'd be shooting some hoops and stuff well right near the end of the album there was an executive turnover. So the people who had really, you know, made made the decision for me to come and be on the pop rusher and we yeah. recorded in LA, suddenly they weren't there. Gotcha. And, the new, and, and the new executives came in. And so when the new executives came in, they wanted to hear what I was doing. So I, they, they came by and listened. And one night I was in there, but I was, you know, if you're in real closed area and you're listening and you know people are kind of grading your music I was be I was excited but yet I thought I'm going to step out for a minute and go grab me a cup of coffee yeah. right. that's when I, I did get to have a little short little exchange with Prince and he was he was so sweet we, on the basketball court and um, so when I went back in they said well we love this album you know if you've got a couple more things so I, we think we can run with this album and said, okay. So I came back to Nashville, and I sat down in my kitchen at, at my little booth I had in there, and I said, God, please tell me what do I need to do? And all of a sudden, it, it's not like he said, write a letter to Prince, but it was like yeah. the image and feeling of Prince came up into my mind, and I just got a piece of paper and wrote him a letter and said, Dear Prince, um, this is Deborah Allen. We met briefly at Sunset Town, and um, I told him about the executive turnover. And I said I was thinking it would be merely wonderful if uh, we could work together in some way, possibly co-write or it, 
you know, if, if you would like to produce something, I would I would love it. Here's a cassette to show you how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. A, a cassette of my current album that I'm working on. Well, I sent it to Sunset Sound because I really didn't know where else to send it. Right. I sent it, it to the last place that I saw him. And his engineer got back in touch with me a few days later because I overnighted the letter. And he said, Deborah, he goes, uh, Prince has written a song for you. Uh, oh. what, where should I send it? I said, oh, come on. His name was Coke Johnson. I said, oh, come on now, Coke. I said, did he really write that song for me, or is that a song he had, uh, you know, already written? He goes, oh, no, he wrote it for you. I watched him do it in the studio, and I went, oh, wow, that is so great. So that's kind of the condensed version of it, because I could talk about Prince for a long time. It was it was kind of, it, it, he was such an extraordinary person on every level, especially just as a human being. He was so nice, so generous, and it was just, it was something I'll never regret, you know. I mean, I know sometimes when you're diverse, it it can confuse people. Right. But I'm never confused about meeting great people and being with great, talented people. And and he certainly was one that just gets sad every time I think about him not being here. Right. But, yeah, so I got to go out. He invited me to Sheila's birthday party and all that. We just had a great time, great friendship, and a lot of great memories. That's wonderful. And then, you know, what's really cool about this story is why I wanted you to share it. It's, it's really neat how, you know, sometimes you just have to knock down the doors and just introduce yourself to somebody, and magical things can come out from that, you know? It's, so It's, it's so true. It's so true. And, yeah. you know, I mean, really, truly, I mean, uh, you know, we were just talking about that with Lee. I mean, yeah. I just kind of happened to be noticing Lee, and then a friend of mine down in Dalton, Alabama, had his picture made with her. I go, oh, and was saying, oh, here's my friend. I love this Lee Newton. I said, that's well because I love her too. And <laughs> then, and I don't even know her. And then all of a sudden, you know, I get a phone call and she invites me to sing. So it worked out really good. And I'm, I'm telling the truth. I had no idea that my other friends, you know, the ones that I mentioned before, right. you know, the Oaks and all those people, I had no idea that they were involved my heart just said yes you know yeah it's just one of those things I, that's so cool you know and um it's, it's crazy how life really really does work and you know you just gotta you know introduce yourself and and say hi and you can make some really great friends in this business you really can yeah let's take this back to your award show yeah. i mean uh, your award show has really evolved over the years i mean and i think it is such it's so great that mm. you have the heart for bringing so many people together because mm. it really gives everybody an opportunity to, you know, mix and and get to know people with, you know, similar dreams, you know. Yeah. I, I just think there's an energy and there's an energy to that that's unstoppable. The more good people get together, you know, uh, the more you're, you're – remind, you're, it reminds your own self – Yes, this is why I love this. Yes, I'm on the right track, you know, and yes, thank you. You know, there there are, of course, at the award show, there are awards and rewards for doing it, but the, the ultimate rewards, too, are the friendships and the inspiration mm-hmm. from attending. Oh, that's, I, I agree. I think the friendships that can be made are what's, uh, 
you know, super special. And I'm like you in that respect. You know, I love to meet new people and, and talk and get to network and, and enjoy people's company and from around the world. And so what that is, you know, primarily what I love about the Just Music Awards, we all, you know, get together with one love, and that is music, right? It doesn't matter if you're pop, country, R&B, you know, whatever you may like. You know, we all get together and, and, you know, great networking can happen and, you know, people come out working with each other afterwards. So it's really cool. <laughs> it's I know, experience. it is super cool. And I yeah. think it's just a great, a great honor really to be a part of it all oh. because, I mean, I'm sitting here right now, I went over to my phone and I'm looking down the list here of all the great people that are going to be here. Oh. It's, it's going to be so great. Yeah. And it, it really is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing and, and, a, and a real honor to be part of it. Oh, well, we're honored to have you. We really are. We're so glad that you agreed to, to join us. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, the same day is actually October 22nd is actually my mom's birthday. So we're going to be backstage. We're going to probably get a cake. You're going to celebrate with us, okay? <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, it's going to be like a birthday party celebration as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and speaking of fun, I have some fun questions for you. Are you ready before we run out of time? i got some fun stuff for you. So, of course, you've been doing this for quite some time. So have you ever had any moments while live performing that maybe did not go as planned? Any kind of embarrassing onstage moments that you could recall? Do you remember my song, Rock Me? <laughs> yes. Okay, Rock Me was also uh, out in 1993, and I thought, this is weird. It's like a double anniversary, but Rock Me was out, and I was on I was going to my first show. It was in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and it was raining on stage. I was uh, with Billy Ray Cyrus on that show, and um, anyway, it was raining, and girl, I slipped out on my bottom, and, but I bounced right back up. Jumped on singing, so that was funny. But then I had another time at another show. I was so involved in it, and there were these monitors on stage, and I I was so into my song, I didn't notice the monitor, and I I tripped over, it. and my and I got back up quick too. I'm you know I, but I remember thinking, you know what I was re- I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this. This is going to hurt because it hurts now. Like, if you trip and fall on stage, you know what? If you get hurt on stage, chances are it's not that big of a deal. But because your adrenaline's going so much, you don't feel anything. But if you trip on stage and you hurt, really hurt, you're going, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. This is pretty bad. So that was one thing. Now, this is kind of different. This is over in Germany. Oh, Germany. Yeah, I was mm. playing at this incredible place. It looks like a big, huge barn open thing. People stood around out in front of the stage, and the backdrop of the stage is actually uh, the Grand Ole Opry. Mm. Like the Grand Ole Opry stage, it's really cool. <laughs> My mother was with me on that trip. It was just a four-day trip. We went to uh, Switzerland and Germany for these shows I had. Well, I had the greatest fan on that trip, man, I'm telling you. And... Uh, Donnie Wynn, Jay Davis. I mean, I had all kinds of great people. And Greg Forsman was on that show. And Greg plays with Martina. Greg and I have written songs together, too. I, he and I, whenever I travel, God, I always like to travel with like concerts with my band if I could because they've always said, oh, you can't ride on the road. And I was like, well, I'm going to ride on the road. So, you know, I like to kind of be creative with my band. But Greg and I were real good friends. But we were backstage. We did the first part of the show. 
and I had on like you know ripped jeans and a like a sheer shirt with you know just like kind of funky outfit. You know? Sure, yeah. But but since they had an intermission, I thought, well, I don't want to go out there looking the same. So I had like a little mini skirt and some boots, and uh, it was a little crushed velvet, like Betsy Johnson type of outfit. And then yeah. I had my hair pulled back in a headband, which is different because usually I have bangs. I was ready to go, and all of a sudden, and, and I had clothes on. I had some like opaque, black opaque hose on too. And uh, but I said, oh my gosh. Uh, I, and the stage was real tall, so that meant people were looking up at you, you know. Oh, okay. And I said, I said, oh my gosh, I, where's my underwear? Oh no! And I couldn't find it. And there were these two stalls in the dressing in the in the dressing room, and Greg was in one, and I was in the other. And I said, Greg, do you have any underwear? And he goes, Yeah. I said, Can I have them? He goes, No. And all of a sudden, I hear my mother, I hear my mother, she goes, do you mean to tell me you're not going to let my daughter wear your underwear? And she goes, you better get those underwear over there. Next thing I see is a big big pair of whiteies flopping over the top of the I'm crying. That's hilarious. I don't know if that's the kind of story you wanted to hear, but that was kind of funny. I was like, that's so funny. I'm to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. Yeah, we got good moms, don't we? You really do. Oh, <laughs> you have to. In this business, you really have to. Those are some good ones. Oh, and I love I love how you just sprung back up after the falls. You're just like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the flow. We're going to just get back up, and I'm going to put on a show. Funny. It's too funny. You're hilarious. Thank you for sharing those with me. Those are so much fun. Um, but it can happen, you know, as, as humans, you know, things do go awry when you're performing live in front of people, but Hey, it's how you, it's how you recover. Right. And then the next fun question I have for you, if you could be any animal in the wild, which animal best personality wise do you feel suits you? What animal are you? <laughs> First thing that just now popped in my head is a horse. Yeah. Just run free and wild. Yeah, they run free and wild and. And they, you know, and they're a lot, and, I, and then I thought, what about dogs? What about cats? Because I love dogs and I love cats. Oh, my gosh. It's hard I've had all three of those animals. But, you know, there's something about a horse that is a lot like a dog. They they have that loving heart like a dog. And there's also kind of a little something about them that's a little bit like a cat. Because sometimes uh, a horse, if you let them come to you, they'll be your friend forever. But if you try to be friends with them, that they'll get a little skittish. It's true. It's true. Oh, that's a good good answer. You know, that one usually stumps people. You were like, you know what, I got this. I got your question, Josie. I you have your what, answer. Josie, I didn't even know, but I, I thought, should I switch it to dog? Should I switch it to cat? First one you thought of, first horse. I love it. That's a good answer. I can see it. That's that's amazing. I love I love my horses. That's awesome. And then the last question that I have for you, last fun question, because you've had so many memorable moments and career highlights over the years. So is there one that you could recall off the top of your head, because I know you have many, um, just off the top of your head that you can share? Any uh, any memorable moments or highlights in your career? Oh, well, you know, I have, I have had a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, since we're going, you know, since we're celebrating the 80s with uh, Baby I Lied, I'll yeah. tell you that it was very big highlight to get to know and work with Dick Clark on American yeah. Bandstand. He he was just so wonderful, you know, and I, it, 
Solid Gold, too, Marilyn McCoo, all those people. Those were such iconic uh, television shows and, you know, that I grew up watching as a kid, you know, and to find myself right in the middle of it and really getting to be friends with Dick Clark, you know, that that was pretty special. I mean, you can't get much more special than Prince either. I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of things when you're in your – when you when you are in a business for a long time, especially something that involves so much creativity and so many great people, we could you know we just have to have a slumber party and stay up all night long and talk about it and share stories. But since, like I said, since we're kind of celebrating for me, baby, I lied. That was a great moment in my life to get to sing, baby, I lied on American Bandstand with oh, Dick Clark. That's oh insane. God, I love him. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a great highlight. That really is. That's a good answer for sure. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I just love you. Thank you so, so much for joining me. And I can't wait to finally get the chance to meet you. <laughs> I know it, Chelsea. I feel like I know you already. I love you, too. You are so sweet. I mean, you have time for everybody. You're, you're welcoming everybody here to Nashville at the Grand Ole Opry, October 22nd. And it's going to be, there's going to be so much Beautiful energy in that room, and it wouldn't be there if you weren't uh, holding your award show. So, you know, congratulations to you for what you and your mom and your your whole team have built because you are really perpetuating the dreams in the of a lot of people. Thank you so much, my friend. You're the sweetest. You really are. I appreciate that, and, and I just I can't wait to finally get the chance to to hug you. You are just incredible. And I want to thank you also so much for the, the beautiful goodies, too. I'm playing all of those CDs you gave me, girl. So cool. Well, look, <laughs> I'm going, hey, look, this is, what, July? Maybe when we get a little closer to the showtime, uh, we can uh, touch bases again and see what else is going on. You're probably sold out, but I don't know. But if, if y'all haven't bought your tickets, you better get them quick, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You can go to JosieMusicWords.com or Opry.com. Both sites, they're there. But thank you so, so much, and we'll see you real soon. I had an amazing time getting the chance to talk to Deborah Allen. She is just amazing. She really is. I can't say it enough. We just absolutely love her. And uh, we're so excited to get the chance to meet her at the Opry House for the ninth Annual Josie Music Awards. And it was just so much fun getting to talk to her about her career and her highlights and just hearing about her story. And please make sure you check her out on all of the social networking sites, um, of course, the one-stop shopping, DebraAllen.com, her website. And uh, tune in again next week. We have some more great guests joining me for some great interviews and music, so make sure you come on back. <laughs> all right. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. Mwah! Thank you for tuning in to The Josie Show. The Josie Show is copyrighted property of the Josie Network of Brands. It may not be duplicated, altered, or edited, sold, or aired without written consent from the Josie Show owners. Any copyright infringement of the Josie Show will be subject to legal actions. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.